the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. And uh, we have some things to talk about today. We have some things to talk about. Welcome, welcome. Great to be with you. I um, encourage you to please visit ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com. And uh, and you will not be disappointed when you go over there because you will be able to, excuse me, you will be able to pick up pick up a couple of key things. One, you can sign up for the daily email over at ProAmericaReport.com and then you get every day, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. East Coast time, you'll get an email that has what you now know. It's a little bit away. So I'm going to give you the things you need when you're done. What you now know, you'll be able to armed for the day. It's the wink. So sometimes called what you need to know. But anyway, you, it'll be valuable to you. I promise you that. I promise you're going to want a piece of that. I hope you'll consider going over to ProAmericaReport.com. Sign up for the daily wink. You do not get any fees. We don't charge you anything. You know, I don't sell your email address. It's just for us to communicate. Almost 80,000 email addresses in the system. So you want to be a part of that. Uh, now, the second thing over there is all the interesting interviews of things we're talking about on this program. In a few moments, uh, we will talk today with Rick Manning. Rick Manning is a great leader of, of the, uh, let me see if I can get it right, Americans for Limited Government. Uh, but he's really smart. He's really tough. He's been, for years, he's been slogging away for conservatism. So we're going to talk to Rick Manning. That will be interesting. We will also have a chance to follow up, I hope, with Dr. Brett M. Decker. I'm trying to check in with Dr. Decker. He's been on the road. It's been a little bit hectic to see, to talk to him, but we'll try to get to him. So, but here, let me talk to you about the number one issue. I wasn't sure today when I was uh, thinking about this, what we would be doing, if this would be the w- issue I would want to talk about. But I decided to do it. I, now, earlier in the day on my on my, par- uh, my video, I do a video presentation at 9.45 a.m. East Coast time. I did talk about this, and I think I got myself um, clearer on what I want to tell you. And that is this. There is a major piece of uh, quote-unquote journalism running over at Politico.com. Now, Politico.com, as I have taught you, is a good place to go to see what the left is trying to sell you. What they're trying to tell you is happening. And you go there and you do things like they, they had a piece the other day about Biden Republicans, as if there's a lot of Biden Republicans. It's just nonsense, okay? But that's what they want to push. They push these stories. So you can watch there. They, they have a whole piece on... Um, on uh, on on the mediocrity of Congress, they say, and they talk about Matt Gates and a couple other people. You want to say mediocrity? You want to be like, well, wait, the late Alcee Hastings, who died yesterday or the day before, he was he was thrown off the federal bench. He was a federal judge. He was impeached and removed by Congress because he was uh, found to have taken money, at least according to Congress. And then he went on to serve in Congress. The example, my point is, the example of a mediocrity was Matt Gates, who was in, engulfed in some sort of scandal. They didn't cover, I don't know, any of the possible Ted Kennedy. Was he mediocre? mediocre? Was that? It, it, would it be safe to say that his antics were mediocre? Again, we can make a list of lots of people that have lots of trouble in Congress, and they're in both parties. 
But the only one listed in this one was Matt Gates. It's just silly. Anyway, Politico gives you a sense of what the left is pushing because they're sort of smart. They write pretty well and they'll give you a sense. So here's here's a major think piece in Politico's magazine. And the title of it is Biden's Quiet Breakthrough in Talking About Race. Breakthrough. And so he goes on and says this is a breakthrough. And here, here's what the breakthrough is. A lengthy piece on this. The breakthrough in Joe Biden on talking about race is that instead of a colorblind message, he goes ahead and talks about a... By the way, I got a helicopter going up over where I'm, I'm at right now. It's kind of loud. I'm sorry about that. But he goes about... They go into how Biden, Joe Biden, after 50 years... From Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech, where I have a dream, where he wanted to end up, nobody's going to be judged by the color of their character, color of their skin, but the content of their character. The breakthrough of Biden is that he's actually only going to talk about what hyphenated American you are. He's only going to judge you based on the hyphen in your in your identification. If you're African American, you're in the game. If you're um, Asian American, you're in the game. If you're gay American, I don't know if that's hyphenated, you're in the game. You see what I'm saying? So the breakthrough that Politico describes is that Joe Biden is the greatest racist we've ever had as president. In other words, he's not even hiding that he's a racist. Now, he's never hidden he was a racist. He had policies, he had policy positions in the 70s when he's in the U.S. Senate that Kamala Harris and others called racist. But the fact is that now they're saying this is a this is a characteristic of Joe Biden that should be celebrated because why? Because when he talks about helping Americans, he talks about only helping hyphenated Americans. He doesn't say, I will help all Americans. He says, Native Americans have a spot and black Americans have a spot. And by the way, if I get a vacancy on the Supreme Court, Joe Biden says, I will put a black woman in there. Imagine if you're a black man who's really, really smart and accomplished and thought maybe I could get on the Supreme Court. No, not if you're uh, in, in Joe Biden's America. And so he goes on. And this is this is supposed to be a breakthrough. This is Politico's and what Politico's trying to do is justify what they're seeing Biden doing and his administration, which is the most divisive, most hateful, most racist administration we've ever seen. I've never been someone who could say when I watched Barack Obama that he was racist, in part because he was so careful and so cool. You never got a sense that he was. Now, that one time, remember the one time with, um, it was a Trayvon Martin, the, the boy that died, and and, and, and uh, Obama said something about, if I had a son, he would have looked like that. And it was like, well, what is that? I mean, what? But but on the other hand, like, you know, I thought I thought Obama deserved credit for being what looked like a good dad. He made sure he was a, a president in his kid in his daughter's lives and so I, I I don't even though I think Barack Obama and hit the people around him pursued policies that were um, you know preferential to certain groups they never were as blatant as Joe Biden is Joe Biden is saying I'm a racist be one too and Joe Biden is getting ready to preside in my opinion over the probably the worst race riots we've had, or at least riots. They won't be race riots. You know, I mentioned the other day on TikTok, uh, or it was a video that was posted, I think, to, you, to, to Twitter, but it was a TikTok video of, of two guys, and they were military, and they described, you know, watch these two military best friends who were reunited at three years after they left the military. And one guy taps the other guy on the shoulder, and then the guy turns, and then they go crazy hugging each other. Now, I think Jack Posobiec tweeted it and said, never let anyone tell you this isn't the real America, because one guy was black and one guy was white. And that's real America. But you watch. 
Right now, we're seeing the weaponized, weaponized big tech and big media and big government used in the Minneapolis case of, uh, of George Floyd and, and Officer Derek Chauvin. And they're going to le- it's going to lead to riots, violence, billions in money lost. And Joe Biden is presiding over that. Joe Biden is encouraging that with his not not just with his attitude, not just with his um, rhetoric. No, with his policies, his policies now are being implemented. The covid relief plan that now the next round of quote unquote infrastructure plan is aimed at hyphenated. And here's the problem. I mean, there's many problems with this. One is that it's just evil to, 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 to judge someone on the color of their skin or the hyphen in their name. That, that is evil. But the other problem is it's just so divisive. And you end up with people that are desperate because of lots of changes in our America, lots of changes in our lives, lots of changes in how we work. And they're desperate. And they're saying to themselves and other people, how can I get help? And then they're turning and they're saying, if you'll just embrace the division, the hyphenatedness, you'll be helped. It's really evil. It's really, really evil. It's not good stuff. It's not good stuff. And here's the pro- bigger problem, too. It leads to really unhealthy behavior. And, and, and let's say it comes in two, two forms. One is you get people that are dependent on someone uh, else, someone not just dependent on their friends or neighbors or their church, but a government. And it's, it's, it's a dependency that's a problem. It can be a problem. You know, sometimes you have to be incentivized to, to work, incentivized to move. And the second thing is it's just demeaning. If you're told that you matter only as to the hyphen in your name, that's it's not that's not the dignity that you your, your your soul wants. And let me finish with this. What we know when we watch Joe Biden be such a racist. And I say that someone who speaks like he does and happily signs legislation and touts his his decisions. He's racist. I don't have to guess. I don't know what his mind is, but his conduct is that of a racist. Let me say it that way. Maybe he's addled and doesn't know, and he's just being guided by Susan Rice and others. But it's a racist. This is a racist presidency right now. But here's the thing. We know it's wrong. And our neighbors know it's wrong. People know when they do wrong. People know when others do wrong. They can see it. They can feel it. If you're praying hard and you're keeping yourself close to God, you can sort of sense it, in my experience, you know, you want to really understand the evil around you. Start praying a lot. Start start praying. Try to pray hours a day and see if you don't start feeling the evil around because God's putting an armor on you and the evil's saying, wait, let me knock that down. I don't want that. I don't want that growing. I don't want the I don't want the strength of God around me. I want to knock that down. I'll distract. I'll I'll change. I'll tempt. But we all feel there's something wrong with America, with our president dividing us like this again. CNN and MSNBC and our cable news and narrative machine, they wanted to say Trump was Hitler or other things. But what Trump always talked about was there was a division in America. It was Americans and non-Americans. And it was Americans first. And it was not hyphenated. He didn't have policies that were hyphenated. The policies were lift all the boats. In fact, a lot of the boats that were owned by African-Americans and others and low income, this and that, were brought women. They were rising fast, faster. But it wasn't done that way. It wasn't done to divide. So what do we have to do? First, we have to be um, uh, courageous enough to call Joe Biden what he is. President Joe Biden is a racist. He is a ra- These are racist, evil, demeaning, hurtful people that are just out to damage our nation and more importantly, damage people. 
So I, I'm, I'm worried they're damaging the nation, but I'm really worried that they're destroying people. That's what this does. So we have to have the courage, number one, as David Horowitz taught us in the interview two days ago uh, on this program. You go, go again, go to ProAmericaReport.com and check it out. We have to have the courage to say, hey, this is totally wrong. We are not going to tolerate it. And the second thing we have to do is we have to band together and find the groups. Could be Republicans where you are. Could be not Republicans. Could be independents. Could be just you know non-party stuff to find our ways to make our voices heard and not be afraid. We can't tolerate this. It's, it's literally destroying us, ripping America apart. All right, that's enough. We'll take a break. We are back. It's Ed Martin here in a Pro-America Report. Don't forget, go to ProAmericaReport.com. Sign up for the Daily Wink. We'll be right back after this. Welcome. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Great to be together. Hey, we need to cover something today. I'm taking a whole segment to myself because I want to talk about China and the communist regime. Now, for a long time, I hope you have, excuse me, I hope you have heard me say one of the most important things you can do is get yourself paying attention to and subscribing to the Epic Times. The EpicTimes.com is their website. It's legitimately a great news source. The best I know, really the best I know. I know some of the top guys um, that... um that uh, are uh, uh, involved there, both in the investigative reporting side and also on the management side. They're just top notch. They are top notch, and it's really good. And you should um, it, it is the uh, a thing to check out. So that's the first thing. Number one, China. The communist regime in China is still bent on destroying America. They're doing it all the time in all kinds of ways. So read the Epic Times dot com. The Epic Times dot com. T h e e p o c h Times dot com and get caught up. Okay, second thing though, I'm really excited about this. There is a website called chinanever.com. chinanever.com. And here's the cool thing. As the American people have realized that the uh, Chinese regime is our enemy, they have been looking for things to do. Now, certainly we've demanded from our legislators at every level that they pay attention to intellectual uh, property theft, uh, to terrorist threats, uh, to the influence of the Chinese regime in our universities. You go on and on and on. list is massive. But we also should be saying to ourselves, what can we do? What can we do? Chinanever.com, okay, Chinanever.com is a website that researches brands and products to confirm that they're made in the USA, Canada, or Europe. So you can feel good about buying them and not Chinese if you can help it. Now, listen, here's the thing. If you look at this, it looks, it almost looks like a liberal site because they say in China, the workers don't have a livable wage. Uh, they, they, there's the, the long distance shipping is bad for the environment. It's, it, they go on and on and on. And actually you say, well, and so if you're concerned, Conservative or liberal, you can find reason to be hacked off at the Chinese regime and how we have to buy stuff from them because it's so cheap. And let's see if we can change the dynamic. Now, ChinaNever.com is, well, let me start again. My mother-in-law, who's a very thoughtful lady and a great conservative, has told me, has described, I've heard her say, that she tried for many years to not buy Made in China. And you'd flip the label and you wouldn't buy it, right? But the problem is, over time, it came to be almost impossible because there wasn't enough choices, 
And so she would bemoan the fact that there were not enough choices to go and send any. So you were stuck. And a lot of people have said that. Well, ChinaNever.com is going to, uh, it looks like, and I was surfing through it. You know, you go there and there's a, on the website, there's a, you can click on women's clothing, men's clothing, men's shoes, women's shoes, kitchen and home. That's a big one, kitchen and home. And you go in and they'll show you different uh, made in the USA items. And it doesn't look to me when I, it lo- everything looks alphabetical. So when I, I just clicked on the kitchen and homeware accessories and I see made in the USA and all these lists and it's listed alphabetically and then made in Canada, made in the EU. And the idea here is to give you choices of things that are really good that are made in America. They even have some links over here to uh, made in the USA and EU on Amazon. And so they've got a couple of the items there. But here's the great thing. If just a small uh, set of people, a small number of people decide to go ahead and change the dynamic uh, by shopping American and resisting the the temptation to buy China goods because it's cheaper or it's more convenient, you know, you're at Walmart or wherever. If if, if just a small fraction of the American people start this process, if we if we make it easier, if you go to if you go to never excuse me, China never dot com, China never dot com and go through there and you find some things to buy. It doesn't take a lot to get everybody's attention. And as uh, someone else pointed out, not me, if you're Coca-Cola and you're willing to say, I don't like the laws of Georgia, or even better, if you're Major League Baseball and you're willing to move a major game, a major event because of the laws of Georgia, how can any of those companies do business in China where the communist regime doesn't hide the fact that it go it has people in concentration camps it doesn't hide the fact that it persecutes people it's a known fact they, they, they don't they don't pretend to be something they're not now they say it's within their interests and all that kind of stuff and they deny some of the worst of the atrocities I don't think they've admitted the uh, organ harvesting and things like that but they certainly don't hide that they're a dictatorship they're not a Republican democracy they're not a the Democratic Republic they're not doing that. And even when they wink and nod and pretend that there's some politics and elections and all, people know, right? So my point here is these big companies, these big companies are now in a bind, right? How, how does Delta, excuse me, how does Coca-Cola sell Coke into China or put production in China? Can they? And if they don't want to produce there, don't they want to look to America? And can't we change that trend? That's my point. Let's change the trend on this. Let's see if we can get ChinaNever.com going. Let's see if we can get people thinking aggressively in the in towards the the um, towards the uh, the the um, goal of breaking China, breaking the communist Chinese regime's hold on American goods, on on goods that Americans buy. Why isn't that a good goal? Let's make it a goal. Let's make it a goal right now. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Rick Manning. Be right back. Ed Martin here in a Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here in a Pro-America Report. My old friend Rick Manning, who is the president of Americans for Limited Government, is with us now because well, he's got a lot to say on a lot of topics I told you earlier. But in this case, what I'm interested in is a new website called StopCorporateTyranny.org. So welcome, Rick. How are you? And tell me what's going on with this website and what it means. 
Well, I, um, first of all, I'm doing great. I'm glad to talk to you, Ed. This is always fun to talk with a with a good friend, a fellow patriot fighting for freedom. Here's what StopCorporateTyranny.org is. It's very simple. Everybody is really mad right now about uh, Major League Baseball going off and going going nuts in terms of uh, uh, thinking it's okay to, to uh, do deals in China, but not so okay to have an all-star game in Atlanta. Um, and so, you know, there's that. We've got the tech titans who've gone nuts in terms of uh, censoring conservatives. Um, and Coca-Cola suddenly is the most woke company in the world. Uh, Delta, American Airlines, uh, similarly have gone have gone nuts. They're making election integrity a big deal uh, and opposing election integrity. Um, in some places, the Chamber of Commerce is even getting involved opposing election integrity laws. And so people are saying, well, what can we do to push back? And the stopcorporatetyranny.org has a number of ways that people can do it. Um, but the first thing you do is you go on there and you uh, take action, um, when, which essentially sends an email to corporate ce- a number of corporate CEOs and uh, board members saying, you, we are looking at you, you know, Go back to neutral. We're tired of corporations suddenly becoming uh, attacking freedom um, in order to uh, to buy favor with the with the people who would destroy them anyway. So we're so that's a right, exactly. uh, that's one of the first things that can happen. Um, lots of other tactics that could be done, and, and happy to talk about those. But um, in terms of uh, just baseball. If if you happen to be a fan of Major League Baseball, doesn't matter if you're a season ticket holder, if you're just if you're just ears on the internet, if you're just um, in fact you don't even have to be a, right. a fan of the game, right. contact a team owner, call a team office, and say what are you doing, getting involved in whether or not we should have IDs for a voting. What? Why? How is that baseball's concern? It's time for baseball to play ball. Not politics, and well, you know, yeah, and re- yeah, we're talking with Rick Manning. And Rick, let me ask you before I get back to that, I want to talk about the website a little more. But you know, you've been around uh, the politics and around uh, the sort of swamp and scene stuff. How has it got? I mean, it has gotten exponentially worse in terms of corporations rolling over and playing politics in a very short period of time, right? I mean, it's not like this is sort of the usual thing. This is like beyond the pale for what we expect, right? Well, yeah, it's it's actually kind of stunning that this has happened so rapidly. But the left has had a 20 year march on corporations where they've been attacking shareholder, you know, going to shareholder meetings, putting right, uh, right, right. wing uh, things up on shareholder meetings. But the the most stunning thing was last year, I guess 2019, um, the Business Roundtable, which is the biggest corporations in America. Um, right. got together and said that they were going to take they were going to take stakeholder interests as being more important than shareholder interests. Okay, shareholder mm-hmm. interests are I want you to make a profit. I need I want my dividend. Um, I've got a pension. I've got to fund. I've got a retirement. I need to fund. I've got college education. I got to fund. And I'm investing in your company, expecting you're going to care about the bottom line. Stakeholder and they don't think that's the most important thing anymore. They think basically taking care of concerns of social justice warriors is more important than taking care of the concerns of their shareholders. And so that is a result of 20 year, a 20 year assault from the left on corporations and then rolling over saying, 
you know, we have a, if we do, if we are corporately responsible, then it does as much for our bottom line as if we were actually trying to do our, you know, build our bottom line. It's a decision they've made. We have to change that. And we change to change that by becoming important stakeholders to them as well. And yeah, that's something yeah. which we fail to do. It's a whole concept between the stop corporate, uh, uh, stop uh, the website that we have. It's a right. it's to give people a way to engage and become important to those corporations once again. Well, and we, again, we're talking with Rick Manning, and the website is stopcorporatetyranny.org, stopcorporatetyranny.org. I'll put it up on social media and everything uh, so Thank people you. can see it, and we'll push it out. But um, Rick, of course, is the president of Americans for Limited Government. Um, Rick, uh, I guess here's – let me ask you – let me say it this way. After 2020's election, a lot of conservatives have felt like, okay – you know, we got rolled. Either they cheated or at least we didn't get a chance to hear what happened and, and we lost the guy that was fighting for us and now we're in the minority in Congress or we're watching all this stuff happen. And a lot of people seem to be checking out. And, I, you know, just saying, well, you know, forget about it. It's not worth it. I waited two hours in line. I heard this like 50 times. I waited two hours in line and it didn't matter. You know, I'm not going to bother. And, and I guess one thing is to tell people it's a little bit, I tell them it's a little bit like um, you, you can't, you can't lose 30 pounds on the first day you got to get up and walk on your treadmill or go for a walk or whatever you got to take a step right and and the thing about stopcorporatetyranny.org is you got to start to re-exercise your muscles that you're going to be heard and i think that you know and, and a lot of people don't want to go to the party right they don't want to go to a republican party certainly a democrat party so this is a good step i mean i think that's one way to look at this right I think that's exactly right. I'm going to use an analogy from the Revolutionary War. Um, I don't know that most people realize this, but we lost the Battle of Bunker Hill. Um, you know, we had our, our entire army, you know, the entire Continental Army in the winter of 1776 was ready, was going to quit because their right. commissions were ended on December 31st and they were ready to go home. The reason George Washington crossed the crossed the, the river into Trenton was because, you know, famous sign, picture with him on right. a boat and ice cubes all around. The right. reason he did that was his troops needed a victory. They needed right. some reason to stay. So he did that, and he won a victory at Trenton, beat the Hessians, <clears throat> caught him by surprise, and it reinvigorated the, the army itself to be able to endure the hardship of the winter of 1776. So the army survived. Our entire American Revolution would have collapsed if not for that moment. Now, no, so nobody, the key is they didn't sit around. George Washington didn't sit around and say, oh, this is really hard and I don't think we can do it. No, he pushed forward and did and took initiative and fought. And that's mm-hmm. where we are right now. If we are, we, you know, it's really easy to do this when gee whiz, everything's okay, Trump's in charge, we'll all go to the White House, and you know we're moving things forward on all the fronts and the other side's on defense. That's really right. easy to do. It's hard yep. when the other side's in charge, but that's when you grow. That's when you build yep. that muscle. That's when you become effective, and that's when you take them to task and you destroy them. So right. this is our right. opportunity to do that. They're fat and happy, and we got to slice them, slice them up. And this is the all right. time Thank- to do that. Yeah, Rick Manning, thank you. I'm out of time. I've got to go. StopCorporateTyranny.org. StopCorporateTyranny.org. I'll put it up on social media. We'll take a quick break, everybody. Be right back. It's Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 
a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Donald Trump is the clear leader of the conservative movement. No matter what seeds of discord are sown by left-wing propaganda outlets, American patriots stand behind Trump. However, we need more voices than just President Trump's in defense of our great nation. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican of Georgia, is one such emerging voice. Representative Greene's outspokenness resonates with Americans as Trump's own statements have. For the crime of being an outspoken conservative, Greene has been subjected to relentless smears by the left. All this fuss comes not to attack a Harvard-educated politician, but an average American who chose to get involved. Green married in college and her husband runs a construction company while she raised their three children. Twitter suspended Green to cut her off from her enormous following there, so she started on Telegram, where she instantly picked up a huge crowd. She's not backing down, nor should she. On her first day in Congress, her very first day, she wore a mask with the lettering Trump won, as she told never-Trumper Mitt Romney to grow a spine. These are not just the views of one rogue individual. Representative Green was elected with 75% of the vote in her district after President Trump called her a future Republican star. One would think that the supposed party of democracy would be abiding by democracy in Georgia's 14th congressional district. Instead, they want to overrule the Democratic votes of the people by excluding the duly elected representative from committees. This level of hypocrisy is hard to wrap your head around. The same liberals who preach about respecting democracy are being anti-democratic towards Representative Green and the many Georgians who elected her. Whether it's big tech or big government, the powerhouses of the left are petrified by the idea of a conservative leader emerging from the grassroots. Grassroots action is powerful, so the left is right to feel threatened. Don't be fooled by the facades of invulnerability. The conviction of patriotic Americans is the Achilles heel of the liberal establishment. America should be thankful for courageous leaders like Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, who are willing to display their convictions so boldly and publicly. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. When big tech billionaires silence conservative voices on social media, the very core of American liberty vanishes. It's happening, and it's a slippery slope. At phyllisschlafly.com, we have a plan for protecting free speech. It starts with you. Please go to phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. And uh, I t- promised you earlier in the program I would finish this up. So let's call this segment. Let's call this segment. Who's actually mediocre in Congress? That's kind of a messy statement, messy, messy title for this segment. But here's where I mentioned earlier. I want to go back to this. I told you, watch, read Politico to try to find uh, what the angle is. And so, you know, what their angles are, because they're reliably left but somewhat sophisticated. They know how to write and they understand the game. So when you read them, you can say, huh, what are they doing here? Well, they have a lengthy piece, another one of these lengthy pieces, you know, you got to love it. And the title of it, it's written by one of their mainstays, one of the guys who is a, uh, a big deal. You know, he's one, John Harris. He's a founding editor of Politico.com. And the title of it is called 
the tragic mediocre, excuse me, tra- tragic mediocrity of the U.S. Congress. Well, it sounds pretty good. I mean, everybody hates the swamp. Congress has approval ratings in like the single digits. I'm all for it. Let's talk about how it's mediocre. You read the whole column, and what you get is Matt Gates. Matt Gates, the Republican, who's got some sort of controversy. It's mostly right now media controversy. We haven't seen any details uh, in a legal sense, but he's commented on the fact that he did, he's denied doing anything wrong. But he's in the news, so that's one. And then they go all the way back to uh, a nominee uh, by um, uh, I think it was Nixon. I think it's Nixon, and the nominee was for the Supreme Court, and the nominee was savaged by lots of people. And they one of the savaging one of the ways that they were mean about it was that they said, "Oh my gosh, he's." mediocre. And then there was a famous line that's always been uh, quoted back. Senator Roman Ruska, uh, Nebraska, said, uh, he said, among other things, uh, that he noted that there are lots of mediocre people and, quote, they're entitled to a little representation, aren't they? And a little chance. He's referring, of course, to the uh, nomination of uh, by Richard Nixon of a man named Harold Carswell of Florida. The nomination failed, by the way. But here's my, here's my point. Here's a list of people in Congress now, you know, who are indicted. These are federal politicians, not, excuse me, not indicted, convicted. And so uh, the political article in the uh, political article in the first two paragraphs talks about Matt Gates. See, that's the play. They want to talk about Matt Gates. So now they need a way to talk about Matt Gates. Oh, let's do a think piece on how mediocre Congress is. This is ridiculous. Here's here's in, during the Obama administration. Here's the people in the legislative branch. They were convicted. Mark Siljander from Michigan, convicted of obstruction of justice. Laura Richardson, Democrat of California, convicted of seven counts of violating House rules and then tampering evidence. Jesse Jackson, Jr., Democrat. He was guilty of wire and mail fraud. Rick Renzi, Republican of Arizona, guilty of 17 of 32 counts, wire fraud, conspiracy, Trey Radel, Republican Florida, convicted of cocaine, Michael Grimm, Republican of New York, he had, uh, what did he do, he did some fraud, I think, uh, Denny, Denny Hastert, he, he, illegal bank transactions, Chaka Fata, one of the famous Repo- uh, Democrat from Pennsylvania, was going to be a leading guy, 23 counts of racketeering, Corrine Brown, Democrat of Florida, 18 felony counts of wire and tax fraud, Anthony Weiner, Sending convicted of sending explicitly uh, sexually explicit photos. And, I mean, so those are this is you want to talk mediocre. Don't drag Matt Gates into the front of the line. Let's go back and look at how about in the Bill Clinton administration in the legislative branch. Carol Hubbard, Democrat of Kentucky, convicted of illegally funneling money. Carl Perkins pleaded guilty to check kiting. Democrat of Kentucky. Walter Fonroy, Democrat of District Columbia, convicted of filing false disclosure forms. Buzz Lukens, convicted of bribery. Mary Rose Oker, completed guilty to misdemeanor campaign finance. Now, I actually, Dan Rostenkowski, he was convicted and sentenced to 18 months in prison. He was the most, one of the most powerful people around. My point here, by the way, is not to say, and frankly, to say that the idea of writing a story on Politico that leads with um, Matt Gates tells you what the story's about. I'm actually willing to concede that there's a lot of mediocrity, but that's true in every institution, right? I mean, I think the bigger thing that we'd see a higher, uh, a higher um, uh, incidence of in Congress is corruption, and the reason why the higher incidence of corruption is because they have such power. If you have power and access to influence over power, and you're in the situation where generally you don't get caught, then you get, you're put in a situation where you're going to see people take advantage of that. That's what I think is more important here. 
it's more uh, uh, realistic to say that in the modern era, we have more corruption in Congress, but there's a reason for that. The reason is because we have a massive government that grows every year, it seems. And so the power and influence of the government is so darn big, right? It's so, it's like um, if you were in the government in 1799, well, let's say, let's do it better. Let's say, let's say after, uh, after Civil War, let's say like 1890, you're in the Congress. There's just not that much to, to do. I mean, there's a lot of influence, right? But the influence is more, um, maybe it's in jobs. It's not in actual money. It's not in the kinds of regulatory framework because it didn't exist yet. Over the years from about 1900 until today, the, the increase in this in quote unquote administrative state is what gives people the power. So we end up with a capital that looks like the image in that movie from uh, from the um, uh, I always call it the um, uh, the Hunger Games, where they're coming in from the states, from the, the provinces and the districts, they call it. They're coming in from the districts on the train. And the first vision they get of the of the capital, they're like, wow, look at that place. That place is extraordinary. And you realize, wow, all that power and wealth is centralized in the capital. And you get, you understand what the deal is. That's the deal. So I, these, again, the, the piece that's given a whack, you know, smacking uh, uh, Matt Gates, And he may, by the way, he may end up with a lot more trouble than he, so far we've seen. I don't know. It doesn't look good. Especially doesn't look good because his friend, a buddy of his down in Florida, has uh, looked like he's turned state's evidence and maybe he's, he's uh, singing for his supper. But who knows? I mean, again, what, what I can tell you is they're targeting Matt Gates because he's real and he's good. They're not targeting him because he's nobody. There's plenty of people in Congress that I suspect that could be uh, uh, targeted for having um, having inappropriate relations, perhaps. Let's say that. And they're not bothering me because it doesn't matter. Matt Gates has been too successful and too big to uh, be allowed to stay in the sort of shoes he's in. So that's what you got there. But let's go back to this for a moment. We need to point a finger, not just at the problem of corruption, but the cause. The cause of the corruption is the size and scope of government. Now, there's two ways you can fix that. One is to reduce the size and scope of government. And that's an ongoing fight. It's not going very well. I mean, even under Trump, there's some things he did, but a lot of things he didn't. But the other thing you can do, and this is what I think is the best um, avenue for, for reform right now or for making things better right now, that is transparency, radical transparency in spending, radical transparency in what's going on. And the requirements, not the draconian requirements where they like they ding somebody for not having uh, paper clips. I'm talking about where's the money being spent, who's directing it, getting eyes on things. You know, the great thing is you could have a million watchdogs. You could start a million, you could start a million man watchdog group or million woman watchdog group from people's computers where they could go in and just click on it and fix it. That would be a huge service. Imagine if you could sit, uh, not by the way, sorry, I didn't mean fix it. I mean, identify it and promote it. Imagine if you could put in your, uh, uh, sit down at your computer. Let's say that you're, um, and let's say you get, you get paid for it. Let's say you get paid to be a um, ombudsman, a citizen ombudsman, citizens watch, citizen watchdog from your computer at your kitchen table and you get paid let's say because you're at home it's really easy you get paid you know so you log on and you get paid for the time you're on or maybe the referrals you make and so you get paid five or ten bucks an hour but it's something to do and you go into a transparency database and you start searching you say hey why is there this expense in that place how do we get to the bottom of it that's the best way it's sort of you're sort of shaming people into modifying behavior if you make it public you have a better chance 
It's a little bit like voter fraud, I hate to tell you. I always tell people, make voter, talk about voter fraud, and people will be a, a little bit more afraid because they'll know you know what's going on. So, all right, I got to run. Thank you, as always, to our great technical director, Noah, and also to Joanna for booking our guests. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back next week. It's Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. Talk to you then. America Report on The Answer, San Diego.